to the Be A Lion podcast. I am your host, Teresa Brenneman, here to have vulnerable conversations about real, authentic shit (laughs) and, you know, weaving human design into that. I'm really enjoying just taking this podcast wherever it wants to go. I keep trying to put it in a box and I always try to put myself in a box and that doesn't work. So we're not doing that anymore. We're not putting things in boxes. You guys have to hold me accountable to that. I think that's kind of a manifesting generator thing. Maybe that's an everyone thing where we just try to say, this is what this is and I'm going to define this. And then it doesn't turn out that way because it has a life of its own. It has a, you know, this podcast is an entity of its own and I need to be working in communion with it, collaboration with the energy of this podcast. So... I wanted to talk about something that I recently brought up on my Instagram stories and I had an overwhelming response. This is probably the most engagement I've ever received when I've asked a question on Instagram with the question box. And it started with a wave of inspiration flowing through me on a few days ago to write an email about this to my email list. I've been really enjoying writing intimate emails to my email list that are more like blog posts. Um, For some reason, I just can't do blogs on the regular, but if I'm sending it as an email, it feels better to me. It feels more organic. So I've been doing these, you know, once a week or every other week emails. And whenever I have the inspiration, I just let it flow through me. And for some reason, I really was thinking about physical and emotional intimacy the other day. And I'm like, I'm just going to start writing and see what comes out. And all of these memories started coming through about me being uncomfortable with physical touch, uncomfortable with emotional intimacy, um, struggling to really be authentic in front of even my most cherished loved ones, struggling to cry in front of people, and also struggling to receive love through physical touch. Now, I want to preface this by saying there's lots of different reasons this can happen. This is not simply a human design thing. It never is that simple. Um, But there are some threads that I've been noticing because I like to try to intertwine things with design when I can because design is a huge part of my life, obviously. Um, But I just want to preface it as you might not have what I'm talking about to find in your chart and you might still struggle with this and there are many different reasons that could be happening um, mainly trauma and just and also just preferences so there are definitely a few reasons why this could be happening when we look at the chart and we see that somebody is sensitive to physical touch or uncomfortable with emotional intimacy uncomfortable with Um, any kind of intimacy with friends, with family, with lovers, whoever. So I want to talk about all of it. I want to just stream of consciousness, talk about what people have been saying in my DMs and my own experiences. So the first time I had recollection of being aware of why I struggle with physical touch came up in a healing session that I was um, 
that I was doing or somebody was facilitating a healing session for me at a training that I was at. And I had a very intense flashback to an experience of being around seven years old and experiencing some sexual trauma with another child. Well, a child that was much older than me, twice my age, but still I would consider them a child. And being very confused by the experience, especially because my memory had blacked it out and I had never processed it. So the fact that that came up was very illuminating on some of the reactions that my physical body has to sexual touch or not even just sexual touch, honestly, just any kind of touch and just not feeling safety in that intimacy. That, you know, that was a big part of my somatic experiencing healing and a big focus for me with my therapist working through that um, more in the future. That was just the first time it came up and then I revisited it with a therapist. And, you know, the first time it came up, I did have a really uh, beautiful healing experience with the practitioner that I was working with and um, it it was a very safe way for that to come up and be processed, but it was the kind of thing where there was layers that needed to be processed somatically as well. And um, yeah, just in a variety of ways. And so if you're somebody that struggles with that kind of trauma, you might need to heal it multiple times in a variety of ways with a variety of people to support you. Um, and keep working on it on your own at times, just whenever it happens to come up. So, whew, that was interesting to share. I don't think I've ever shared that with anybody except for my close circle. So yeah, just putting it out there <laughs> for the world. And I will tell you, this feels <laughs> terrifying to express that. But I feel like it's a nece- it's necessary context for having this conversation. I actually had to re-record this part of the podcast because I really had a visceral emotional reaction with sharing that yesterday. And I realized I had to ride my emotional wave um, if to decide if I wanted to share that or not, because usually when I hit record, it's just stream of consciousness. I don't know what's going to come out of me, but ultimately, um, I came to a place of neutrality today and just decided to re-record that little piece so that it was coming from a place of neutrality and not from a highly charged emotional space where I wasn't clear on what I wanted to share, how I wanted to share it. Um, so if it seems like it's not blending into the rest of the podcast. I just wanted to give that explanation and also share what my emotional process can be like sometimes because although I do seem like a wide open book, sometimes there are things I think are important to keep private and not put out there for the whole world to see. 
And ultimately, I think it was important to share that. And it feels freeing. It feels freeing to share that. But I had to ride my wave about it. So it's interesting once you have awareness of the nervous system and the reptilian part of the brain and how that all functions because your nervous system can recoil and react uh, because there's memories stored in the reptilian brain that's causing the nervous system to do that. So it's a, you know, fight, flight, or freeze Uh, or fawn type of reaction at times and it can feel really confusing for the conscious mind because the conscious mind has no idea what's going on if you haven't had that memory uproot. So I think that distinction is important when we consider trauma held in the body versus mental, you know, being consciously aware of it put it out there that this isn't a conscious thing for me this is completely just living in my body this isn't something where my mind is aware of it and is like oh I don't want to be hugged or it feels scary to hug somebody or it feels weird to touch somebody or that intimacy feels like too much for me it's not conscious at all my body just seizes up and tenses up and it's not something that I have conscious awareness of until recently So a few things have happened in my life to help me be aware of the way that this was showing up. The first time that is really singed into my memory is when I was 15, I had a crush on a boy and he kissed me for the first time and I was so excited that he kissed me and I felt like I was really into it, you know, I was all about that. Mackin, <laughs> and then afterwards he told me he felt like I was holding back and I did not have conscious awareness of this I felt so confused about it truly um, and he didn't mean it from a place of like I wanted to go further he was really sweet and he just meant it from a place of like it didn't feel like you really wanted to kiss me it didn't feel like you were into it kind of thing And so I was like, I I was filled with shame, to be honest. I felt, I I felt like I had to try harder then. And I had, I had to overcome this somehow. I I do want to kiss you. How can I show you I want to kiss you? Um, So this stayed with me for a long time. And then, you know, 15 years later, one of my close friends and mentor uh, hugged me. And she was like, have you ever noticed that when you hug people, you you hold back or she said something really similar to what this boy had said to me and I was like oh my gosh I don't know I guess I do and so I started being consciously aware of how when people hug me even people that I love and feel very safe and comfortable with consciously my body will tense up and I can't help it and I have to consciously like try to not do it so she wasn't trying to shame me she was just pointing something out Um, but that shame started to come up for me and like why do I do that why can't I just feel comfortable with people Um, I love this person so I really became aware of this and 
I th- that was probably three years ago, two years ago. I don't know. And I, ever since then, I've been, anytime I hug a friend, I hug them so tight. And I even get complimented on my hugs. Like, oh, your hugs feel so good. You're a great hugger. And it's because I'm trying to be a good hugger. (laughs) And as I'm saying it out loud, I'm realizing how silly and also kind of sad it is. Um, So I've had this, I've been having this ongoing conversation with people on Instagram about this and also text messages with some of my close friends because they saw my story and now we're talking about it. And a commonality that I'm finding is people with either gate six or the 659, specifically if it's unconscious, but I think it's also fine or this can also apply if it's conscious have issues with this, have issues with physical and emotional intimacy, and yet they feel totally safe or good when they initiate the physical intimacy or if they're holding space and providing emotional support for other people, but not letting others see them fall apart. And I had read this or listened to it in a raw lecture or something, a human design lecture, about how gate six can be open to intimacy or closed. And it's kind of one of those things that has to do with your wave. You have to be in the mood for it. But also there's emotionally undefined people that have gate six that have been reaching out. So this is definitely a theme. There's some, we're onto something here with this. Um, But at the same time, like I was saying earlier, it might have nothing to do with what you have going on in your chart. You could also be feeling or touch cognition. Feeling and touch cognition, people are very sensitive to the auras of other people. Um, And especially touch cognition, people are very sensitive to touch because you're taking in information through your touch and it can be overwhelming. So think about it as like getting downloads about that person through touch or feeling. And I'm also feeling cognition. So you add that on top of it. So I know this is kind of a soup of just what I've been realizing over the last couple of days, but I also just wanted to put it out there how how many people I got that messaged me that say they really struggle with emotional intimacy. And <clears throat> this is something over the last year has really come to light for me because my dear friend Sarah has been living with my husband and I. And she's about to go off on her next adventure, moving to Austin, Texas, and I'm so excited for her. But she's definitely somebody who is capable of really holding deep space for emotional intimacy and getting very intimate and getting very vulnerable. And that's not something she's always been good at, (laughs) but she's somebody who really models that now. And over the last year has really cracked me open and taught me how to feel safe being vulnerable. But it's something I have been continuously having to work on with my inner child, with the part of me that doesn't want to be vulnerable, the part that doesn't want people to see me cry, the part that doesn't want to fall apart. And it just makes a lot of sense because my protector part really likes to 
be in charge of who's in the limelight. And my protector likes to control what comes out and what doesn't. And my inner child likes to hide and not be seen. So there's a lot, (laughs) there's a lot going on in that regard when it comes to, um, you know, just being aware of all of these different parts within me. And when I have the opportunity to really fall apart and be totally honest and let my emotions just really run their course in front of people, it's always a test for me. And I did a women's circle. It was a year-long medicine wheel walk um, in 2019, I believe. And that was the first time I really allowed myself to fall apart in front of people. And it took me months to be able to really do it and really let go. You know when you're crying and you let a few tears come through, but you're still holding back? Um, I'm talking like ugly cry. It took me months and months and months to ugly cry in front of these people. And it was a warm, loving, beautiful space. So I noticed even in my friendship with Sarah this last year that she would provide this beautiful space to just express and be myself and let go. And I would still find myself holding back. And now I'm I'm practicing feeling into when I'm closed and when I'm open. And I'm giving myself that permission because I think... I've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of trauma healing at this point. And there are people that I do feel very safe and comfortable with um, to be physically intimate with and emotionally intimate. When I say physically intimate, I just mean hugging and that kind of thing. Because before, I mean, yeah, hugging was really uncomfortable for me. And I think I emit this energy where people just feel really comfortable with me. And I even was told this in my first um, human design foundation reading that people will feel more comfortable with me than I am with them because of my energy. And that is so true. <laughs> and it's it's interesting. And I I've really worked to allow myself to be vulnerable and not just be vulnerable like telling a story or talking because there's a different texture to that you know what I'm doing now talking and telling stories and yes being vulnerable but there's there's more depth when you're letting your emotions just do their thing and you're not trying to contain them and hold them back and there was also this realization that I had around, you know, as a child being punished for having intense emotions. And when I say punished, you know, being put in timeout or being put in a corner when you have a tantrum. And my parents were just trying to figure it out, doing the best they could at the time. And they were actually very progressive um, at the time. But that really sent me the message that my emotions weren't okay. And that I was going to be punished if I experience emotions, if I'm throwing a tantrum. And this is something I've noticed my inner child likes to test my husband with. If I'm having a tantrum, is he going to punish me? Am I, if I'm having a tantrum, is he going to abandon me? Is he going to leave me? If I'm being unreasonable, is he going to be turned off by me? 
And this is a test he continuously passes because he loves me. <laughs> but it's it's really just fascinating when you have the conscious awareness of it now. And I'll even have the conscious awareness of it in the moment when I'm testing him and having a tantrum moment. Um, and then there's also the piece of it where it is just my emotional wave. I'm always going to be an emotional being. And the, the more I learn about my emotions, the more they do kind of calm down a little bit. I have the 3955 and I've heard that it compresses over time. So it doesn't feel so as intense over time. But I also have the language to communicate where I'm at in my wave. And I, I will apologize if I was being a brat in, in a moment of intense emotional energy and just throw that out there. And I know I don't need to apologize for my emotions, but sometimes when I'm in a low, I can be kind of, you know, pessimistic or unreasonable. And so I think having the awareness of it really just makes it better in my relationships. But I digress. Let's bring this full circle. What I really just wanted to make clear to everyone who's listening to this is if you struggle with physical and emotional intimacy, whether or not you have the 6 or the 659, you are worthy of doing what you need to do to feel safe with that. And you don't need to be rushed and you don't need to pretend. And it's actually felt really good for me to just call it out and say, hey, this is something I struggle with and I don't think I'm broken and I don't think there's anything wrong with me. And I'm actively working on it so that I can feel more intimate and close in my relationships because ultimately it feels really good when I'm able to feel safe and open up. But also there is that there is that um, component to having gate six where you cannot help it if you're feeling close to intimacy. If you're not in the mood to be emotionally intimate, it, it just won't happen. And I'm not going to force myself to do that. So it's been, yes, allowing myself to feel good being emotionally vulnerable and to feel um, relief and to feel seen and cared for and loved, but also honoring my wave and honoring these different aspects of myself that struggle with that. And it's all okay. So if you're really struggling with this and it's something that you do want to work through, I would recommend doing somatic experiencing. That's what helps me feel comfortable and safe in my body. Um, somatic experiencing is a way of bringing the body into trauma healing and letting the body guide you instead of the mind. So it's, it's very body-based healing instead of mind-based healing. Um, parts work is also really good. That's something that I facilitate. Uh, or it's called voice dialogue as well. And yeah, maybe learning more about your design and being open with people that this is something that you struggle with so that your friendships, your relationships aren't suffering because that person doesn't feel close to you or they don't ever see you fall apart. So there's almost an imbalance there. Or maybe you have compassion fatigue because you are giving, giving, giving so much and emotionally supporting other people all of the time that it's it's hard it's and you you can't keep doing that and you need that support system you need somebody who wants to emotionally support you 
So that's what I got for today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here as always. I have some really great episodes I'm going to be releasing in the next couple weeks with some amazing guests. Um, I have a coaching episode that's going to come out where we do voice dialogue. So if you're curious about that, you can hear what a voice dialogue session is like. And then I have an episode with Brayton that I can't wait to release, uh, Brayton Belazzo. So stay tuned, folks.